Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The Ad News Podcast. The podcast that celebrates the industry's penchant for a sociable drop and a chat. Welcome to the Ad News Podcast, produced for us by Nova. This is a special edition of our podcast from our Ad News Live Reframing Australia event. I'd like to invite our next speaker, Hakan Harmon from uh, Multicultural New South Wales to uh, jump up to the stage. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, Rosie. Um, And good morning, everyone. It is uh, indeed uh, an extreme pleasure for me to be here today and uh, thank you for inviting me along. Yep, my name is Harkin Harmon. I was born on the 27th of May 1967 in a place far, far away in Istanbul in Turkey. And that was the day Australia voted 50 years ago uh, to include the Aboriginal vote uh, in, our, in our census data and, and, and so forth. So I think in 50 years we've, uh, we've come a long way, but back then the white Australia policy was well and truly The mainstay, although slowly being dismantled, that was also the first year, I believe, uh, of an agreement between Turkey and Australia, who, as you know, were foes in uh, World War I, um, to actually include migrants from Turkey as the first non-Christian place where migrants were invited to come to Australia from. Um, I too acknowledge the Gadigal people of the great Eora nation and pay my respects Uh, to their elders past and present. I'd like to really congratulate the organisers and for all of you for being here today. These are complex issues, issues that my small agency, uh, you may think it's not so small, but uh, our small agency deals with on a day-to-day basis. Um, And I think exploring that disconnect between your industry and the demographics of your markets. I think these are really useful conversations and it's really outstanding from my perspective to see this this, uh, mature conversation going on across all different sections of our society. Um, I agree that brands that do not adopt a more representative uh, approach will lose out in the market. And the outline of your day, and I think Maureen used this as well, uh, that you'll consider the cost of creative whitewashing uh, and the business benefits of connecting to Australia's diverse population is very promising from my perspective and as you'll see why that is so important to us as multicultural New South Wales. Unapologetically, I would encourage you to also always include the social, societal and human benefits of creating a more cohesive, 
happier society at the local, state and national level. As a key objective of your very important work, and you can have those conversations. There are client and agency relationships that are here in this room. Uh, you can have those conversations at the officer level, at the senior executive level, include them in your briefs, and I would strongly urge you to do that. Because these non-balance sheet metrics and the outcomes, they actually do really pay off in huge dividends in the balance sheet in the long term. Um, in terms of multicultural New South Wales, we are a New South Wales government agency, uh, which for the past four decades has been leading, probably uh, questionably, I, I don't know, but the world and also Australia in terms of multicultural policy and programs. And I look, I, I do think about this when I make those claims, but we were the second state in the world after the Canadians to actually adopt multicultural principles and to enshrine them in legislation that for the past 40 years has mandated every single CEO of every single public sector agency to ensure they have a cultural diversity plan. That doesn't mean we do it best, but that means that every year a part of our agency needs to compile a report on the efficacy of every single agency's embedding of cultural diversity into the way that they have leadership, the way that they provide services and programs, and the way that they deliver their programs to the people of New South Wales. And the fact of this reporting framework, I believe, is one of the key contributors to why New South Wales is a success as a multicultural state, accepting that we have a long way to go across a whole range of different metrics. Our mandate is to build a more cohesive and um, harmonious multicultural society for the people of New South Wales. I will talk a little bit more about our services later. Everything that we do is anchored with the aim of engaging all sections of society and breaking down barriers to participation. Uh, it's about enabling equitable access to services and programs and enriching our social and economic capacity through cultural diversity, which through our legislation is acknowledged as an asset of our state. Um, in our legislation, I will just say that multicultural refers to linguistic, cultural, religious and ancestral diversity. So, we'll start with uh, the national picture of the top five countries of birth. Overall, England is still the top country of birth. And all of these slides are actually, the statistics are based on the 2016 ABS uh, census data. Uh, although the English um, as being the country of birth is uh, declining and China and India is uh, certainly growing. And I think Maureen also mentioned a, a separate PwC report, um, but I believe one of the main drivers leading to your industry and the many others, including the CEOs of, I think, our top 200 companies, as uh, evidenced by a PwC survey, um, two-thirds of our CEOs actually have cultural diversity dimensions as a key factor in the way that they look at their business going forward. And I think this is a great advantage for Australia. And because of our diversity and our success as a settlement migrant nation, I think we have an ever-increasing opportunity and also a call to action to actually continue to build on that harmonious uh, multicultural landscape. Um, when you think the fact that nearly one in five 
of the six million migrants that have uh, that are actually born overseas in 2016, one in five of them have arrived since 2012. I think that is what everyone's feeling in terms of business planning, planning for our services, looking at target marketing, because the last five years has significantly changed the demographics that we're dealing with. Um, another interesting point is, it might have come up earlier, is that 80% of the non-English, of the overseas-born population live in a capital city, as compared to about 60% of those people that are born in Australia. This next slide is a, um, a depiction of New South Wales. Uh, and already there's a significant difference in the sense that China in New South Wales has actually overtaken England as the top country of birth, excluding Australia, of course. And uh, although top ancestry is still English uh, above Australian, in terms of languages spoken, uh, the top five languages spoken at home in New South Wales are Mandarin, Arabic, Cantonese, Vietnamese and Greek. Before I move on to the next slide, I just want you to just plant something, some statistics, uh, and consider the following. So you're looking at a target market approach to justifying including a cultural diversity lens in all that you do. New South Wales is Australia's largest economy. Uh, with one-third of Australia's GDP. So our gross state product stands at about $476 billion. The gross regional product of metropolitan Sydney represents about 70% of our gross state product, or $334 billion. So I think the business benefits of connecting with the fact of our diversity is very clear. Um, but I will come back to this, and I promise I'll only do this another maybe two times. Done right, I think your capacity to incorporate inclusive messaging and contributing to safeguarding our cohesive multicultural society is really boundless, and that should always be a factor in what you do. So I would encourage you all to add that social outcome dimension to your business benefits argument in all that you do. The way that you use language, the respect, inclusion, understanding of difference and embracing of diversity is good for protecting and continuing to build our healthy, wealthy, multicultural society, as well as being great for business and market share. This next slide uh, shows over the past 50 years how Sydney, the, um, the migration profile has actually um, changed. So 50 years ago in 66, um, most of the migration would be English, and um, with small amounts coming from Europe, uh, mainly Italy and Greece. And you can see, and especially over the last 10 years, the increase that's depicted there from, in particular, China and India. Um, these four different charts, the first two uh, basically are about Sydney. Uh, the third one along uh, the 71% is about the Fairfield local government area, and the fourth one is about a whole of Australian statistic. Um, really important, I think, in terms of looking at target marketing uh, to your audiences and understanding them. So remembering the 476 billion New South Wales gross state product, uh, remembering Sydney representing 70% of that, uh, well, you know, imagine developing a marketing campaign where there's potential for a significant percentage of people simply not understanding your message or having access to it. Uh, so 36% of the 
of people speak a language other than English at home in Sydney. And the top six languages of the non-English speaking population account for nearly 50% of the population of Sydney. I think you can easily fall into that trap in Sydney by ignoring the cultural diversity dimension. Now the third stat is really a, uh, really a call to action to say, well, you, you do need to look at the local government area um, aspect. Seven in 10 residents in Fairfield speak a language other than English. And the final one really supports the notion of the increase of Chinese um, migration contributing to our uh, diversity is that there was a 77% increase in the population in Sydney that spoke Mandarin just between the 2011 and 2016 census. Uh, this has a bearing for all of us in terms of looking at the, by age bracket, the comparison between Greater Sydney to whole of Australia of people who either do not speak English or do not speak it well. Um, I mean, all of those have bearing for us, but those that are 50 years and over for my agency in particular, we provide language services and interpreters. Uh, in terms of both the NDIS and a whole range of program areas, it's an important area on the way how we shape our workforce and how we advocate for service provision across the broader public sector. Uh, this one, I think you'll recall some stats earlier, very right, about 25-26% of Australians are born overseas and another 25 or so have a parent born overseas. Um, but in Western Sydney, here are four, five local government areas, uh, including um, Fairfield, Cumberland and Parramatta, where the average is above 50% of people born overseas. And when you look at uh, Blacktown and Canterbury-Bankstown of you know, well over 40%, these are different, different markets that we need to be aware of when we're doing targeted market strategies. Um, when you look at uh, top countries of birth by suburb, that also depicts and, and paints a different picture. Uh, Philippines is the top country of birth in Rouse Hill and Box Hill. Sri Lanka, uh, just outside Cogra, South Africa in Vaucluse and St Ives, and Greece in Sandringham and Brighton-Lasands. Um, this, this is really interesting. I actually had a presentation by one of your colleagues who you know, I, I will acknowledge by name in due course. Uh, one in 11 people that live in Australia live in Western Sydney. In Sydney, 78% of us live in the Greater West and other areas. Almost half of Sydney's total population lives in Western Sydney. 4% of us live in the inner west and north shore and 5% in the eastern suburbs. And the interesting thing is Sydney's agency profile, um, likely all of you in this room, 41% live in the inner city, 25% in the eastern suburbs and 12% on the north shore. So those 3% that live in the greater west, I'd say they're in high demand. Right, and you should be seeking a pay rise effective this afternoon. <laughs> um, look, but I think I've got to say uh, um, a lot of agencies though and a lot of organisations, my previous agency was the State Library of New South Wales, very much when we look at our ex exhibitions, the friends of the library, generally older people, older white Anglo people, um, and we'd been working for a long time to see how can we get uh, embedded to the people that use our services and facilities to really reflect the diversity of our state. I think, you know, I'd just like to acknowledge that 
we're heading in the right direction uh, and also to accept that sometimes there's a bit of time to bring that diversity into the way that we do all of that programming. Uh, a couple of myths that all Indians speak Hindi, uh, not true, of the hundred or so different dialects and languages that we provide for interpreting and translation. I think there are 12 or so different languages in India. I think maybe the smallest one spoken, given there's 1.3, 1.4 billion people there, is probably 20, more than Australia's population. Or that all Italians live in Leichhardt. Uh, absolutely not true. Uh, my parents live at Bosley Park. I know I told you they have Turkish ancestry, but Bosley Park ranks as the most, uh, the place with the most uh, Italian ancestral Australians living, uh, followed by Canada Bay and Concord and Cabarita. And Leichhardt actually ranks eighth. That Arabic speakers are all Muslim. Uh, not true. It's almost split 50-50. And that also the majority of Arabic um, speakers in Australia are actually born in Australia. I've got 30 seconds left. I want to quickly talk about multicultural NSW and maybe how you can benefit from some of our services to understand the communities better. Um, first and foremost are community profiles. You can go onto our website and get for free demographic reports by religion, ancestry, language, by LGA, and have them by the end of this month, the 2016 census data will be there, so you can track the 2006, 2011, 2016 census data by LGA, by any of those different demographics, and incorporate that into your decision making. I would urge you to get on and use that facility. We have a media link offering, ethnic media or multicultural media was mentioned earlier. Uh, we have uh, a monitoring service where we monitor the reports by the ethnic media and provide that as a subscription service. I think it's the only uh, of its kind in Australia. Um, and we have heard that there are hundreds of multicultural media outlets uh, with varying levels of maturity, and we do support them through a number of um, other activities. I mentioned language services. We have interpreting and translation services. Um, I will also mention that we have um, email link, which is an EDRM, where we can uh, connect with over 5,000 multicultural communities, which is Australia-wide, and targeted as well to a specific language language group or an ancestral group. And uh, finally, the Australian Multicultural Marketing Awards. It's the 28th year of the AMAS, uh, and uh, on the 28th of November, it was not intentional, uh, the 28th year, but at the Sydney Opera House, and I look forward to seeing many of you there, where we will once again acknowledge a, a number of outstanding marketing campaigns that embed that cultural diversity lens into their activities. Um, I'm actually out of time, but I'm more than happy if the facilitators uh, allow me uh, to take any questions that you may have. Uh, and I'd like to thank uh, Tang No and also uh, uh, Matt Jorgensen of Direction First and uh, Identity Communications. And thank you all for listening to me this morning and I uh, wish you a fantastic day. Thank you. You've been listening to a special edition of the Ad News podcast from our Ad News Live Reframing Australia event. Check out our website for more content.